Shields up, Ironbreakers, and welcome to episode 70 of the Third Fleet Podcast. How are you doing, Gaijin? We thought it would never happen. I'm back <laughs> for, for, for a podcast. Hey. Ga- Gaijin is back. This is not the resume of like the regularly scheduled programming because Gaijin still has a lot of things that but he wants step, to do. It's a step in the right direction, though. <laughs> yeah. He still has a ton of stuff to get done in Final Fantasy XIV. That is a game that is never going to end. But um, yes. you were extremely uh, interested in discussing this topic that's been doing the rounds with the community about Monster Hunter Rise Cosmetic DLC. Now... We kind of talked about it a little already over on Twitch, but we wanted to do an actual episode uh, of the Third Fleet podcast, focusing kind of like mainly on that, but also catching you up to the game in terms of like curious armor crafting, yes, curious yes. weapon crafting, and the anomaly hunts, because I've been looking for the most cursed quest, and it's been phenomenal <laughs> to, to play around with that. But um, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll jump right into the first topic, which is cosmetic DLC. So I kind of feel like, the thing that sparked There's a lot of layers to this one, yeah. Yeah. And what the, the, started this all? Because I mean, to give you everyone backstory, like I obviously have not been playing Monster Hunter for a while now because this year I'm really focusing on playing FF14, you know, with my daughter and myself, and just having a lot of fun and just you know letting myself dig in. But uh, you know, I do come back to the game, and I plan to come back to the game. It's just. You know, I'll read tweets and I'll see conversations and videos, and I just I started seeing a huge influx of like lots of comments, and it wasn't talking about the new monsters or the update. It was, it seemed like there was some displeasure and discourse going on, and I was like, okay. So I looked into it, and uh, I thought it would be really fun to talk about this because it's such a multi-layered conversation. It's not a. Uh, it is, it well, is depending on who you talk to. And I think that it also boils down to everyone's experience in video games because yeah. a lot of people have different, like for instance, I'm 40 years old, obviously I'm gonna, this is not to say like, oh, let me let me pull my massive expertise in video games. It's just to say <laughs> like, look, I've been around, I've played a lot of video games that have seen tons and tons and tons of monetization. I've played these games when they had less monetization and I've played them when they have more monetization. And I can assure you that nine times out of ten, more monetization usually means a worse game by far. But, uh, you know, I think that that is the point. Like, there's a lot of people that they've only ever played, like, certain games that have not been maybe as mired in monetization as some of the stuff that I've seen. And therefore, those people are still like, oh, we'll give this the benefit of the doubt. Like, seems fine. Seems like a big no, no brainer, no problem. And then there's the people like me that have seen this monetization stuff. And they're like, this is the slippery slope. This, the problem is that people tend to take it also too far. It's like, it's doom and gloom. It's the end of days. It's never going to be the same. And, you know, there is uh, merit to all of the arguments that I've just mentioned yeah. on this spectrum. Because at the end of the day, it's all about what happens after what happens immediately after this dlc is going to be what informs the the whole thing so this pretty much started with the latest um what do they call it developer diary the, i don't think they call yeah. it developer diary for or the, the what's it ones. i think it's just called like event it's a september event or something like that right <clears throat> Yeah. So that's when it all started because they did the reveal. They showed new monsters. They showed Violet Mizutsune. They showed Flaming Espinas. I, I also recorded, I, I, I got sent some Flaming Espinas footage from Capcom. So I also made a video Ooh. about that, which was. Uh, I'm, exci- I'm excited for that. I don't think yeah. I can fight it, though. I don't think I, I need to. 
I no, need to you get can, my master rank up. You can fight Flaming Espinas, and I think you can fly, You can fight uh, Violet Mizutsune. The one you oh, can't really? fight. Yeah. The one you can't fight is Risen Mizu. Uh, not Risen Mizu. Risen uh, Camellios, uh, because he requires master rank 110. Oof. So you can't fight that one. That one demands a little bit more. But uh, so basically with that update, you know, everything is going fine. One of the things that I noticed is that I felt like with the amount of things that they added with the first update, and, I, and that was like the overall yeah. vibe that I got from my own stream chat, because obviously I streamed the whole thing. It was like, hey, this is good, but due to the fact that you added so much in the first one, we kind of expected more on this one as well. But this one just kind of like builds on the systems, doesn't really do yeah. anything for Curious Armor. Curious Armor stays exactly the same. There's some improvements to Curious Weapon Crafting. But, you know, mostly it's going to be like you're going to get, I'm assuming, a new armor from Flaming... Yeah, you are going to get new armor from Flaming Espinas, Valen Bizutune, and new armor from Risen Camellios. But they haven't shown the weapons of Risen Camellios, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So we don't know if those are going to get an upgrade or not. And to be honest, I don't care because Camellios' gun lance sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible gun lance, and I don't want it anyway. But during that update, Oof. right, they also announced layered weapons, and everybody's like, Hey, you, yeah! you, you do know that... you. I mean, you do know Camellius has one really good weapon, which is the longsword. <laughs> Not sure if that's supposed to be a positive thing or what you're trying to do. Oh. But, <laughs> 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 but anyway, as I was saying, so then they announced layered weapons, and everybody's like, yeah, layered weapons are back. Yes, because people have been asking for layered weapons for, like, ages. Because, you know, yeah. everybody has, like, that, that weapon that has got their favorite look and all of this, and they want to have that, right? Oh, and my then, God. Yeah, that gives me flashbacks of World. And I would, I was so livid at the idea that I couldn't use the Odogaron uh, Insect Glaive because it was so cool looking. But uh, its stats just couldn't hold up. And I was just like, oh, man. That's a damn shame. So yeah, so that's a good step in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, so they're adding layered weapons, and then pretty much immediately after, they're like, oh, and then there's also paid DLC, and they showed the Lost Code weapons, which I believe I've sent you the video already, or I told you to go yeah. see it on Capcom channel, because uh, they didn't show the actual, in the, in the um, trailer, they showed only a little bit, but then there's like an actual big video that shows you the sheathing and unsheathing animation of all of the weapons, what all of the weapons look like, all this good stuff. So I watched that one later. And that one is paid exclusive DLC, as in there's no way for you to actually get it in-game unless you pay money for it. Now, for starters, I'm not a fan because of the fact that that is the first time that we're getting layered weapons as a paid thing. Up until this point, has only been armor, right? Yeah, so I want... Yeah, finish your thought, and then I want to dig into that yeah. specific aspect. So, and the, the, the point there is, like... We've had a bunch of armor before, but every time I look at the armor, I'm like, okay, this is a cool little armor. It's a unique little thing. But I find that there is much more quality in the things that we're getting in the game. So I'm not going to be upset over the fact that, you know, they're selling some additional stuff. So I even think that potentially, if it was layered weapons, but I'd look at them and I'm like, okay, so that is comparable to what we have in game. The problem here is there's nothing in game that does what these weapons do. That is the biggest problem that I have. Obviously, I'm also a little bit against it because it's the first time we're getting layered weapons, and I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I mean, paid only layered weapons. But on top of it, I felt like a significant budget went into developing these weapons through the fact that they all have unique sheathing animations 
and we don't really have, as far as I'm aware, anything in the game that compares to that. Now, a lot of people also said, well, yeah, but it's high tech, doesn't really, you know, it's it's it doesn't really fit into traditional Monster Hunter, so I don't care. Other people are like, well, it should be, you know, higher fidelity because it is paid DLC, you have to pay for it, so it's normal that it should be higher fidelity than the stuff that is in-game. And I have a lot of opinions on that, but I've spoken way too much, so I, I'm going to cede the floor <laughs> to you, and then we'll we'll continue. <clears throat> yeah, so I think on each aspect of the conversation, there's like a, a tons of different elements that we need to pick apart, because I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts as well. So I think the first one is, is there a distinction in your... I, like I, for one, I will say I totally agree with you with the reason... It could, doesn't even have to be weapons. It could be armor as well. Like yeah. if you were to add a glowy piece of armor that glows in a way that does, you can't get it in game. Th what it does is it, it's. I I would say it's not. There's no parity when it comes to the level of vanity. And just saying, like you know, for the glam, it shouldn't be a rank higher above than the stuff that you can get in game. It should be on the same level, comparable. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it. I mean that is glam is the true end game, and if you start oh my holding God. off, that Final Fantasy fourteen influences right there. Here we we call it layered armor, Gaijin. No, layered it's glam. weapons. Okay, fine, glam. It's the same glam. thing, guys. <laughs> yes, glamour, vanity, yeah. cosmetics, whatever you want to call it, but you know, making your your hunter look cool uh, or whatever is is the true end game for a lot of players. Not everybody, but. Um, for those who want the visual aspect, and that goes back to like retention, as long as the stuff they're selling is one, I think everybody agrees we don't want them selling stuff that has actual effects on gameplay, right? Yeah. So there would be we don't we don't want, you know, any actual gameplay bonus. That's pay to win kind of, but even on a PVE game, it just feels nasty. Uh, we wouldn't want to see that. But so layered is a good choice. So I think they're right in that direction. But like you said, the the weapons have animations and stuff. I'm thinking like in Final Fantasy terms in my head, like can you imagine if like the, the primal weapons that glow, if those came out first as Mog Station DLC items first. And so if you wanted to have that fancy glowing weapon first in town, you had to pay for it, people would be pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. So, uh, and, and rightfully so. But, and I don't think it's because... You know, there's nothing wrong with creating flashy weapons or armor, right, and selling it. It's it's just like, okay, well, there's a lot of people who get these games for their birthday or Christmas or they don't have, you know, they live in a country that already gouges them like crazy for the game itself. So it's like, don't don't hold them back from a whole other tier of glamour just because of financials. It just feels wrong. So, But I'm kind of curious, though, like, in your head, is there a difference between layered armor and layered weapons? And if so, what is it that feels weird? Or is it just the idea of, hang on, first it was stickers, now it's this, now it's that. Oh, just please, like, you could you could feel the momentum. And you're it, just like, what's next? Like, paid charms? Like, stop it, you know? I mean, it's, it's like you can definitely feel the momentum. And we've talked about it on previous podcasts, which I'm assuming, you know, there's probably people who forgot about it. But we've talked about this at length and multiple times about how we felt that 
you know, you get into World and Iceborne, for instance, and you would be getting these in event quests. So you would do an event quest and then you'd get like the special layered armor, or you get the, the special weapon or whatever, but you would do an event quest and you would get the reward for doing that event quest. And that was kind of like the business model where there's still things that you could buy in cosmetics and where there are a lot of them during world not so much because like to, to give everybody an idea i got like a 50 percent discount or whatever it was when they bundled everything together and i bought that and that was like 40 euros so that was like 80 euros of dlc if you were to buy them all at full price right yeah so i don't think in world itself was that much now in iceborne iceborne was very different because they monetized your room now, monetizing your room to me is not a big a deal because we barely even go in there a lot of the time. So it's like, hey, if somebody wants to play, you know, around with their house and have their house look yeah. really nice and all that, that's cool. But not as much of it went into the hunters themselves. I mean, there were some layered armors, I think, but I didn't find them to be, again, above and beyond what you could obtain in game. So I was like, okay, that's fine. That's whatever. Yeah. Right? One thing I wish they would have did on that one, though, is... It, it felt a little weird that they were selling trophies of monsters for your room and you couldn't yeah. earn those in game. It's like, if you love a monster and you fight it, like that guy, the tech lancer who, on Twitter who, who fights Kushala every day and night of his life because he loves it, he's like, for a person who loves the monster, they should be able to earn a trophy, like through some, you can be like kill a hundred, you know, some crazy objective. Which They can just make the DLC like a different color, like maybe it's silver if you get in-game or gold, and then you can get a platinum version or a silver version through DLC, so there's a distinction. Yeah, th those trophies know. you can actually get in Rise in the form of like the, the tapestry things or whatever they're called, right? And yeah, you, can, but you can actually get those by killing the monsters and then using... <clears throat> points to yeah but but the room feature in rise i think we'd all agree kind of sucks <laughs> it's i mean pretty paltry. it's, it's not, pretty paltry it's not it's the damn not really as detailed as the stuff you had in iceborne for sure but you know that that doesn't bother me too much because again you don't really spend that much time in your room which yeah. is why i was like oh all of this pink stuff for your room and whatnot and like special yeah. walls and cupboards and cabinets yeah, and whatnot sure. this is perfectly fine go ham and i hope that you make yeah. a ton of money on it because fundamentally yeah. it's like i want them to keep making as much money as possible because that oh, is yeah. going to fund more monster hunter games and to me that's a net win that's a net benefit i've always and, said it, and go ahead oh, sorry no the, the lag between ours is, is coming <laughs> it's I'm fine sorry. go ahead no as i say but we i think we all felt that you know, they were putting a lot of that effort and not effort, effort's such a bad word because they put all, their heart and soul into everything they do, I yeah. think. It's um, like they put a lot of that money, I think, back into the development of the the more retention-based stuff. So, like, the events were really over the top. Like you were saying, the outfits and the effects, the songs, all this stuff. It was really, really amazing, like, what they did. Yeah, we'd have, like, so, like, we'd have, like, new, uh, whatchamacallit, the um the new gathering hubs and yeah. stuff like that and they would like redecorate everything and they actually looked completely different and they would redecorate yeah. two hubs in iceborne although the 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 ones from world had already all been done and whatnot but they would yeah. redecorate the entirety of the hubs and it actually felt like nice. there was an event happening whereas in rise and um rise and sunbreak we get like none of that nothing's like, going we, on but the monetization and, and, and the thing is, like, we still have events, but the rewards from the events are not particularly, mm. like, this ain't it, right? Like, when you get this rewards, it, yeah. 
the, to, to give an idea, I used to always be super excited. Okay, there's a, there's an Iceborne event. Let's jump in there. Let's do it. And definitely with Sunbreak, there's a bunch of events that I haven't done yet. I'm like, uh, I'll get to them eventually. I'm even more interested in doing anomalies and stuff like that than yeah. to go do I'm an really event. curious why they decided not to double down on events. I mean, I would assume that, yeah, it, it's costly and it's tough and stuff but like that gets people together for on a that creates like a beat you know like yeah you want play i would i would think outside of course you got to sell the game and make money right but like they should be focused on keeping players engaged because that will lead to more you know uh subsequent sales and word of mouth so like just even if they're done with the objective in a day or two it still creates a very nice beat and the people that were at work they're doing on the weekend like you get this huge splash of hey this game is is relevant and here and fun and people are playing it and i don't know they just seem to like walk away from it and i don't know why yeah it's that's definitely been a strange thing and i think that that is one of the the main complaints that i've seen from the community i've seen uh, a couple of videos coming out from Ratatosker and Handy Tips, and I don't know if other people talked about it or not, but like I've seen those two videos at least be, uh, you know, posted online, and people are like, Rurikan, react to these videos, and I'm like, I'm not gonna react to them. I've already watched them. <laughs> like I've seen those videos already, <laughs> and I agree with most of the points that they make, where it's like, you know, it just feels like this is kind of like they they keep going further and further with Sunbreak. And this, again, goes back to the experience that I have in previous games. So to give you an idea, like if you, if you go back in time, 10 years, go back in time 10 years, what is Blizzard's reputation like 10 years ago? She's I, like, I've never played it. it. Okay. I don't know if I've ever played a Blizzard game. Okay, but l let me tell you. So Blizzard 10 years ago, this was the company that could do no wrong. This is the, the they, they used to call it the PC darling because, you know, they would focus mostly on PC development where most sure. company, most companies would be developing for consoles, stuff like that. So Blizzard would be focused on PC development. And when you had like a game come out from Blizzard, you'd know that that game was going to be quality. It was going to be a quality game. You're going to have a good experience. You're going to have a good time, right? So that was Blizzard's reputation 10 years ago. Now, eventually, at some point, this, this might have actually been even earlier than 10 years. Because, again, 10 years is like a relative term, right? Just think like a long time ago, Blizzard yeah. was like the, one, of the best one of the best developers you could possibly imagine. And, um, you know, eventually, in, in World of Warcraft, which is a game that I've played a lot, like disgustingly amounts, this was my real addiction to MMO. It was not my first MMO, but it was the one that I got really addicted to. And at some point, because... You know, you have these MMOs and they have a subscription fee. So the idea is yeah. this subscription fee is to manage your servers and to guarantee that we can keep developing all of this content for you guys, right? And then at one point, Blizzard decided like, hey, let's sell a mount in the store. And they made this one mount, which was really unique. It was a, a horse that, that looked like a constellation. It was this really cool looking horse, right? And they sold it on the store. And everybody was like, bro, what the hell? I'm paying $15 a month. I should be getting all of the content in the game. And to be honest, that is one of the events that I feel like we didn't even push back hard enough because there were a ton of people that were just like, oh, great, it's a horse. I'm buying it. So it's just like Blizzard, by making this one mount, 
didn't put that much effort into it because it basically was using the skeleton of a regular horse. It's just like, it's, hey, here's a regular horse. We're just going to put this skin on top of it. It's translucent and it's all glowy and it's got mm. wings. It's like all of this, right? They just put that on top of a, a horse skeleton. The horse behaves exactly like other horses. And then you get this mount and people just like millions. Like Blizzard must have printed like, I don't know, more money than they have printed in the last two years or something when that thing came out. And they're just like, wait, what? There's like no effort at all. <laughs> like, it's so easy. Look at how much money we just made, right? And so even back then, a lot of us were just like, okay, this is really bad. This is terrible for the, the business model. And I feel like the community itself did not fight back hard enough against this practice because nowadays mm. Blizzard does this all the time. They did like yeah, nowadays I, a new mount for Blizzard. This is like what they call the six month incentive because basically they want you to subscribe for six months. And if you subscribe for six months, they give you a mount. So then they have you hooked. They don't even have to give you content because like you already subscribed for six months. You already paid for six months. I don't care. You're going to get what we give you and you're going to like it because you already paid for it, right? Which sucks. But that was basically the attitude that Blizzard started having. And now I'm not saying that like, you know, the Monster Hunter team, and I want to make, I always make that decision. I'm not talking about Capcom. I'm always talking about Monster Hunter team. I always like to make the distinction because Capcom yeah, yeah. also does Street Fighter and a bunch of other games. It's like, no, no, I'm talking Monster Hunter team. Now, I'm not trying to compare Monster Hunter team directly to Blizzard because Monster Hunter team has been providing us with tremendous amounts of value. Like, even if they were to say, no more updates. Like after title up, they wonder like no more updates. I've gotten way more than my money's worth out of the game, right? Yeah. Easily. So I'm not trying to compare the two. What I'm trying to show is that there is a path in which companies go down when it comes to monetization. And the more they push, if people do not voice their feedback again, respectfully, this is the most important part, voice your feedback yeah. respectfully. Do not just go like, oh, Monster sucks, greedy bastards, blah, blah, blah. Like this, this achieves nothing. You have to voice your, your feedback respectably, which is what I always try to do, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, I had conversations directly with the community manager to present that feedback directly to the team, not just making videos. But yeah. at the end of the day, there is a path that I've seen. And as I say, Blizzard, there are other companies that I've been down the path and I've seen this monetization become more and more and more egregious and the company's getting more and more and more greedy and basically putting more things in stores and less things, excuse me, and less things in game. And fundamentally, that always leads to a worse experience overall as you start going down that path. That that's always the case. Mm. It always leads to a worse experience. So right now I'm looking at these and again, it all boils down to how unique they look. Because if you look at World of Warcraft, a lot of the mounts that they're coming up with now are fundamentally superior to the mounts that you can acquire in game because they have better animations, they're prettier, they have better art, they have better textures. And it's like, you know, okay, fair game. You're selling these mounts, it's whatever. But can we have something comparable in game? And most of the times you don't get that. And that, you see, that is like one of the fundamental problems with the Lost Code weapons is that I look at them and I'm like, there's nothing in game with a unique sheeting animation, not a single weapon, in, at least as far as I'm aware. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, everyone. But like, I don't think there are any weapons in the game that have like a unique sheeting animation. Now, there is one thing that you can kind of bring up, which is Akuma when you use the sword and shield. That's kind of unique and that's a little bit different and whatnot. And that we got for free. But... 
you know, that that's the only thing that I can instantly think of is the Akuma DLC when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to play, not maybe it's not playing as Devil's Advocate because I do believe this, but I, I don't know, at least in my experience, whether the introduction of monetization always leads to a worse game experience. Um, but I do think one thing that has to be stated, not to take the publisher side too much, but I think, you know, it, it's worth calling out that making games has gotten more expensive, right? So... Oh, the, no, I mean, you don't, you don't want to no, have no, that no. argument with me. I, <laughs> Trust hey, me. Hang on. Let, I will let beat me you down, Gaijin. I swear to God, dude. All I say, you get games that the server costs to run a game and develop content concurrently is getting exponentially higher. Your game price, prices are not... The West will tell you one thing, but game prices are not getting that much higher compared to development cost. So I understand why monetization started to become a thing. So, because, I mean, you look at mobile games. Like, for example, everyone's like, oh, they're making like a million dollars a month. Dude, if you had a game that made one million dollars per month, it'd be shut down in three months. It wouldn't make enough money. Yeah. They can't pay for their staff. They can't pay for development, the servers. It's not profitable at one, two million a month. They need more. Depends, um, depends, on, how much stuff, effort, well, depends on how much effort you put into the game. Like, if you put no effort course, at all yeah. and you get a million bones, that's pretty good. Hey. But, like, um, but, I mean, like, my, so my point, I, my point of view, my I, counter, I, my counter argument to that, because this is a topic that a lot of people always like to bring up, uh, which is video games are more expensive. I fundamentally disagree with that. Number one, there are better tools than ever developed video games. <laughs> you think people use those tools? I, uh, listen, there's license that, fees associated with those. Hey, listen, this is not my problem. The fact of the matter is there are much better tools than ever that make development of video games a lot easier than it's ever been. And on top of it, there are more efficient ways of using set tools. Again, this is a, there might be a problem of like uh, people not wanting to educate their the people that actually work in the industry. There might be a problem of people not wanting to invest in their employees. Again, this is not my problem. But what I'm saying is the tools are there. It's almost like, hey, listen, there's a fountain over there. If you're thirsty, you can go get water. And it's like, I've always gotten water in the, from a bucket in the river. And then I have to filter it. And it's like, there's a, a clean water fountain right there. If you don't want to go get that water, that's not my problem. And there's a second... So I, wait, I, wait, I'm not done. I kind of disagree with that, though. Wait, okay, wait, I'll let you finish. There's a second counterpoint, which is, yes, you, you may... Even if you make the argument that video games are more expensive now, the amount of people that play video games has grown exponentially. This industry is literally bigger than Hollywood right now. Way bigger than Hollywood. So okay, I got I got two counters I want to uh, propose <laughs> to that, and uh, I don't think we'll we'll ultimately we're we're not gonna opinion, agree. We're hundred percent no, not we're not. Um, but I would say one making the comparison that there's there's more sophisticated tools, more sophisticated tools does not mean that develop development is any easier or faster or cheaper, and if it could most often it, the case is that games themselves are more sophisticated. And require a lot more team, a lot more employees, a lot more outsourcing, a lot more like making a higher fidelity model just because you said, hey, I put it on Unreal and I'll pay my license fee. Oh, it's so much easier. It's not like that's that's not how game development works. In fact, if you look at the movie industry, the tools have gotten much easier. You can do things that you couldn't do 20 years ago, 30 years ago, much easier now. But movies yeah. are not getting are, are not more expensive 
you know, back then than they are now. They're more expensive to make than they've ever been. But again, there's also a bigger audience. Yes, but there's also way, because the scope of video games has been increasing and the fidelity and the people needed to make assets, the size of development teams today balloon the size of development teams back in the day. The amount of money it costs to develop a game has just shot way up. And the pricing, it's starting to slowly change, but it really hasn't changed much, right? Um, so something had to give. Yeah, I'm I'm just like again, I don't I don't agree that you're gonna tell me like for instance, uh this game sold how many copies at this point? Like seven, eight million, rise at least, sunbreak, I don't actually know. Like yeah, you're not gonna they're convince in the, me. They're, that, they're in the black. What do you mean they're in the black? What what the hell does that mean? I would say they were in the green. Uh, right? maybe it's a Japanese way of saying it. Um, <laughs> in Japanese know. we say kudoji, we say you're in the black. Because on a net, uh, yeah, because it means that you're profitable. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would you're assume not in the, red. The, ga the game is profitable. And, and again, I'm not against them making money on the game. I, I'm a little bit against the, the, the layered weapons because I feel like we haven't gotten enough on events. But if you, if you have been getting consistently like layered weapons and layered armor from events in Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, and then they came out with these weapons. And let's let's take away the unique sheeting animation because that's like a big deal for me, right? Let's just say that they look yeah. exactly the way that they look with a regular animation just like you have any other weapon. But you've been getting consistently weapons across multiple events, uh, layered weapons with different themes like maybe a Mega Man layered weapon, a Devil yeah. May Cry layered weapon, all of these things that Capcom can easily do because these are their franchises and, you know, they could easily get those done. So it's like, if you had consistently been getting those in events, as well as a couple of layered armors, I think that a lot of people would see this as not that hard to swallow. Because like, okay, so there's another another layered weapon that you can buy, and there's nothing that special about them. They look sci-fi, it's cool, it's fine. But probably I think most people would even go like, you know what, I'm going to buy it because I want to support them. The problem I feel yeah. like is that people do not feel that there is enough value. I mean, it's not that there isn't enough value. That 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 sounds wrong. It's like... The value of the paid DLC is exceeding the value of things that they're getting in game. And that is, I feel, where people are feeling like, hey, this this is not cool. Like, whatever happened to the all of the layered weapons that we used to get in special events and stuff, you know? Hmm. I mean, so, I mean, quantity over quality for sure. Uh, quality over quantity, I think, yeah. is, is an issue, right? Like, if there's a bunch of DLC, then it's like whatever if it's just a bunch of stuff. But if it's of much higher quality and it makes you kind of feel disadvantaged for the ability not to pay extra money, that's that's a bad thing. But I would you say that the issue is primarily the actual selling of the DLC, or is it the optics of how they've been rolling it out? Because that has been, I think, arguably very bad. Like they they release oh there's both. a patch day for Rise, and then they're like, oh no no the new content in game is tomorrow. Today's the DLC release. Yeah. And that rubbed me way wrong. I said, "That's that looks bad. I, I didn't even remember about that. But yeah, you're right. There were a couple of times in Rise where they did do that. But it's like, I think it's it's a little bit of both, basically. Because, you know, every time that there would be these big title updates, there's obviously some paid DLC. And I think overall, you haven't really seen, seen people up in arms. It's not like this is the first paid DLC that they've announced. I think that people just see those weapons and they're like, hey, this, this is maybe is getting a little bit too far i think you're pushing it a little bit here you know 
I think that that is the vibe that I get from most of the arguments because people just feel like these were things that we've always gotten in events. And all of a sudden you're you're selling them because I don't think yeah, you're going feels to like find, they're stripping it out. Right. Because, again, like we, we were talking about the argument of like video games are more expensive, this and that. But regardless of whether or not we agree on that, I don't think you'll find a majority of Monster Hunter fans being like, oh, I don't want Capcom to make any additional money. Right. Or I think Capcom's nickel and diming me. We, we don't really see that happening in the community because most of the time people are like, yes, make more money so that we can get more Monster Hunter games. This is a win win for everyone. It's just, again, it boils down to what are we getting in game versus what you are selling us as paid DLC, and there, therein yeah. lies the problem. And, and again, we've talked about this as in Rise has been pushing more and more DLC and less and less things in the actual game, and that is yeah. where people are getting That's a, a worrying little trend bit upset. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think it's important to voice this feedback, not to demoralize the Monster Hunter team, because I think most of the Monster Hunter community would be like, dude, these guys make amazing work. Like, we love these games. Yeah. These are really fun to play. Despite all of the arguments we've had about Rise, some people like it, some people yeah. don't like it. We some would, we like would it slower, prefer some like it flat, faster. DLC yeah. to be more variety of desserts on the table, but not the dessert table only, you know? Yeah, exactly. So... It, it, it's just th that I think is where the issue is light. And then obviously, because when you go to Twitter, everyone's trying to have like a, the hotter, the hotter take because that gets more engagement and all this. Yeah. stuff. So some people will be like, oh, I can't believe some people are complaining about this. And other people will be like, oh, I can't believe some people are not complaining about this. And everybody tries to go a little bit because Twitter just yeah. tends to bring out the worst in people in a lot of times. So. Yeah. I tend to take yeah, so those honestly, things with, a few, with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, because there's a few <laughs> things in the past that I didn't see a whole lot of argument about or like discomfort from people, but I feel we're pretty. If you think about them, it's like, well, if you weren't upset about that, why would you be so worried now? Like Monster Hunter started with arguably one of the worst DLC implementation items ever, which was back on the 3DS, I think. Even if you wanted to just change your character's gender. And go over to like a female hunter, you had to pay money to do that. On the 3DS? I believe on the 3DS, but also Monster Hunter World as well. Yeah, I mean, because I was just thinking about character vouchers. What I remember yeah. from the old Monster they give you Hunter one, games. one, I think, if you upgrade, and that was it. Yeah, what I remember from the old Monster Hunter games is that you could just change your appearance whenever you wanted to, but I never really tried changing my gender, so. Yeah, you can't. And they okay. would have lots. Obviously, the armors look very different. So, yeah, like this is not a subscription model game. This is a. It's like, come on, guys! Like, why are you doing this? So, I think people weren't happy about it. But I think because there wasn't a whole lot of incentive to change, like they weren't constantly releasing and having a whole suite of different animations and stuff like that. So. It just seemed like, okay, if you are really crazy and you wanted to do it, it's one way they can make a dime off of a very niche customer. Yeah. Kind of dirty. I thought it was like, come on. Like, being able to change your character now? Come on. Charge you for I that? Mean, but, I mean, the, it the, depends on if it's a major part of the game. Here's right? here's the reason why I've never really cared that much about it. I guess what, one of the things is because in World of Warcraft, that's always been a paid service. But fundamentally... Yeah. It's not like that is gatekeeping something away from you in the game. There's nothing stopping you from basically making a new character besides the amount of hours that's going to take you to get to where your character was. But fundamentally, there is no paywall there that is keeping you from creating a new character, 
however the hell you yeah. want and replaying the game up to the point that you were. And some people will say, you're crazy. And it's like, hey, this all depends on how much you value your time. That's it. It is, yeah. it is a time value thing, but fundamentally the game is not stopping you from creating a new character to look the way that you want. So in that way, it's like you can achieve this through the game. What they're giving you is mm. a shortcut. And it doesn't affect your gameplay in any way. It doesn't affect like, oh, if I put on this beard, my hunter will deal more damage or something like that. But, you know. Yeah, and I, I think the first... In, that's a fair point. And I think the first instance of them releasing DLC-exclusive armor was probably World, right? With the uh, Deluxe Edition uh, armor. Because that was paid only, right? You couldn't get that in-game. As far I'm as I'm mistaken. aware, yeah, I think you needed to, to pay to get the, the Deluxe stuff. And I, th I think... I don't know if that was the first time or not, because, again, I didn't play the old games as much as, much as you guys did, so... Yeah, I think it is. And I think at the time what I saw in Japan at least, I don't know about the West, but the reaction was like like one whatever cuz it kind of, they kind of did a really good optics thing where they they made it feel like a pre-order bonus. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, if you buy it early, like if you get the special edition, you can get some cool glam with it and people were like, "Oh, okay." But I think the other thing that helped out was stuff like uh when Icebreak, uh Icebreak, Iceborne came out. It was the first time in Japan that they had actual deal, like the expansion itself was DLC, right? It has always been a separate release here in Japan. So the price to get that game went down by like $15 here. So it was yeah. the cheapest it's ever been. And that was huge. And so if they wanted to charge 10 extra dollars for a deluxe pack for fans that really wanted to, to do it, then it didn't feel like such a, a bad thing because we were getting it cheaper anyways. When it, when it comes I don't know down if people to... Know that. When it comes down to deluxe editions, I'm like, hey, whatever. You, if you if you want to, you know, give people a little bit of extra something for a deluxe edition, it's whatever. Like it's 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 something that I'm willing what to if, accept. What if what if it was a weapon with a unique sheathing animation, unlike anything in the game? <sighs> that would that would kind of suck if you could not get it in the game. It's like because at the start, it wouldn't bother me because I would instantly assume if I was to see like, oh. Imagine the, the Lost Code weapons, right? If they were part of, um, of a deluxe DLC, at the start it yeah. wouldn't bother me because I would instantly assume there's going to be comparable weapons in the game. At the end of but it, if there weren't, then I would probably... It would annoy you. Be, it would annoy me. But uh, one, one of the most slimy things that you can do as a deluxe thing, and this is like one of the worst things, and several companies do it nowadays, unfortunately, to me, the slimiest thing of the deluxe thing is the three-day, five-day head start. What There's, oh, you've never heard of this? No. So imagine, for instance, you buy the deluxe version of Monster Hunter. You can start playing three days before everybody else. What? Who does that? <laughs> oh my God! So many people. You want to know somebody who does it and that you're playing uh, their video game right now? Who? Final Fantasy fourteen. It's not Final a deluxe edition. Doesn't. It's not a deluxe edition thing. It's a pre-order thing. You can play three Wait, days if early. If you pre-order the game? If you pre-order the expansion, you can play three days early. How, however, I will say... Yeah, but say, you're not paying extra, right? No, in that case, you're not paying extra. So, so I will okay, say, so. you're not paying extra, you're just pre-ordering. And I understand why they do it. 
because it makes it so that the servers yeah. don't explode as easily because yeah, yeah. it segregates people well, into plus, tiers. So in a way, it's, all, it's almost a like really a technical. Business. Yeah, it's almost like a technical thing because it also helps yeah, out. Yeah, I don't the game. mind that. Yeah. So I mean, they're not that, charging more, but if they were to say deluxe, yeah, but pay like fifteen dollars more and you can play three days or that's slimy as shit. Yeah, but like, see, that happens. So like, Microsoft has done this with Forza and with Gears. Ubisoft does this with like all of their games. Like, you can always oh. pay for the deluxe edition to get it like three days early and like them i'm sure that there are more that i just can't remember them off the top of my head but definitely a lot of people do this microsoft was doing this a ton of times i don't know if they've changed it because now they have game pass it's like everything comes day one with game pass so i don't know if you can still do it but i do remember there were several times where at least forts in gears you were able to play them like three to five days early if you were to buy like a deluxe edition, which is... Uh, yeah, that feels dirty. That is like, if you're talking about DLC scumbaggery, it doesn't get much worse yeah. than the FOMO I, I, of telling you, oh, you get to play earlier. Ooh. And, and the best part just, about it is that I think that that not only milks consumers through FOMO, but it guarantees milking content creators because like, well, what am I going to do? Play the game three days late? You can't do that. Yeah. I, that's, that's just filthy. Okay. Yeah, well, thank God. extremely filthy. Capcom doesn't do that. Um, yeah, but like, you know, it's, so it's like there's a lot of things that can happen when it comes to the LC. I just think that, again, it is important to voice our discontent if you're not oh, happy yeah. about the thing. Uh, and I think, I think it kind of sucks that there are some people that do not want to have this discussion at all and they just want to like kind of dismiss it and again i understand if you're just like oh i just want to buy the cool looking weapon hey whatever you do you i think that fundamentally you are contributing to the worsening of the game this is not like this is genuinely the way that i feel and you can call me maybe a little bit extreme but like the way that i look at it and i'm going to give you an extreme example of something that is true if you look, for instance, at Diablo Immortal. Now, Diablo Immortal is a terrible game by all metrics. And a lot of people are like, well, have you played it? Yes, I played Diablo Immortal all the way. I tortured myself to play this game all the way to the end, despite the fact that I and then you fucking deleted hated your save. it. And then I del- you saw that? Move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was beautiful. De- and then I deleted my character because that game is completely terrible and atrocious, so I have every right to critique it because I went through it and I know what it's all about. But... When you're talking about a video game that is as bad as Diablo Immortal, it's like, I'm not against, hey, you want to play Diablo Immortal? Go at it, have fun. I don't care. The problem is there are people, and this is not an exaggeration, and this might shock you, there are people that have spent over $100,000 in that game. Oh, yeah. I've read about that. In microtransactions. It's it's, it's your typical mobile game for you to play crap. And, and so it, when you look at that, there's no way that you can convince me that someone spending $1,000 on that video game, there's not other companies looking at that and thinking like, oh, community didn't really say much about that, did they? They just like, yeah, so here's, they just got a bag. A question, That's nice. I, I want to see if I can push a little bit on the wording that you're using, though. And I hope people don't get the wrong impression. I'm not trying to defend the DLC. I actually am... I have so, a so sour actually, taste in my mouth about this as well, actually. That's that's an interesting thing, because we've been talking about around it. We haven't actually got your actual opinion on it. So how, yeah, how, yeah, where I do know. you land on but it? But hang on. But before, before I do okay. that, I'm, I'm, still pick, I'm still picking your head on this one. But you said that, okay, if you want to buy like the layered armor, that's fine. Like, like There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you're saying that it's contributing to the worsening of the game. I would say that... Wait, not... Wait, wait, wait. It wait. may. It may be. It, we, at this point... Capcom has not wait, 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 crossed wait. the boundary. I would say where the game is getting worse because of monetization. 
Wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. You said if you buy the armor. No. I think the Oh, no, no, fine. the weapon. The weapon. <laughs> okay. Sorry, yeah, you, you said if you, buy, you are contributing yeah. to, to the worsening yes. of the game, but I think yes, it's I not, fundamentally it's not written in stone that this is going to worsen the game experience. It's just it has signs of we want to stop the momentum of it's everything like flowing into DLC. The way the way that I look at it is uh, through my experience with like the Sparkle Pony with Blizzard and all of these other things, all of these other monetization scandals that I've lived through, which have been many. I talk about monetization all the time in video games when it comes to my secondary channel. So it's like I talk about this stuff all the time and there are endless examples of how it works. So in my opinion, and you know, I, you will have a very hard time arguing me down from this. In my opinion, if you do buy the weapon, you are contributing to the worsening of the game because you can say what you want, but imagine, for instance, 10,000 people buy the weapon. Like, yeah. so 10,000 people buy this weapon. What is Capcom going to think? Oh, man, poor Rurikan. He doesn't like the fact that we did this weapon. Or are they going to look, hey, 10,000 people bought this shit? It's like, hey, <laughs> we should make another one. Like, that, that is very basic maths. And, and the worst part is... You know, we have to take into account that a majority of people that play video games, they don't necessarily consume content about video games. They're not even seeing any of this discussion that is happening online. What they're going to see is like, hey, that's a cool weapon. I like that. I'm going to buy it. And, you know, so I do believe that if people, they look at this and they're like, hey, I just want to buy the weapon. The weapon looks cool. It's like, hey, you do you. Just be aware. I do believe you are contributing to the worsening of the game. That, that's that's just the way that I see yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the wording. It feels like, uh, it feels like uh, what would you call it? Um, Extreme? No, no. It feels like shaming someone who who, who wants to yes. buy it and likes it. Like Yes. I will. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm, ve I'm very direct. Like, look, I'm, I'm sorry if it offends you, but I've said multiple times, if I believe that somebody is doing something that is making a video game that I care about worse, I have no problems in shaming them because I've taken the other... Uh, I've taken the other approach to it for a long time. I was like, hey, your money, do whatever you want. And that yeah. got us to Diablo Immortal. So yeah, now but my if, approach if, is different. You, I will shame you. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like in, in Monster Hunter, there's warning signs and there's momentum in a direction we don't like. Yes. So if you go and you, you support those decisions by, by telling them with your wallet, yeah, this is something we want, do more of it, you could be contributing to something that could potentially become an issue that affects the game but as it stands now having that one mecha weapon being added to the game it doesn't actually ruin the game experience yet but this is a trend that we're worried is going to get momentum and we would rather people not give it momentum is as i'm saying this is still a preemptive opinion is it not or is it yeah, or do you I, feel that the introduction of the weapon itself has already is going to damage the game I feel like the introduction of the weapon itself is going to damage the game due to the fundamental fact that I believe that thousands of people will buy the weapon. Mm. And let me tell you something, like even if it's just like a thousand people buying the weapon, that is going to send a bigger message than 10,000 people saying they don't want to buy it. Because 10,000 people saying they don't want to buy it means absolutely nothing. What, a little bit of Twitter outrage? Who cares? By tomorrow? Because, yeah. like, the, the internet has a very short-term memory yeah. when it comes to these that things. That is true, yeah. So, so it's like a couple <laughs> of months from now... Not to mention the people now, yelling, probably boss will bought it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like a couple of months from now, a majority of people are not even going to remember what the hell is the Lost Code weapons? What What is he talking... When I bring it up in a video, I was like, this was the moment. People are going to be like, what the hell is he talking... I don't even remember uh, any but, of this. But hey... Like, th that's what's going to happen. 
but they remembered the third quarter sales bump, right? Is is basically what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Ca- Capcom's going to be like, hey, man, look <laughs> at the, woo, we should make another one of those. Let's make it in red. <laughs> you know, these are the, this is the blue version. Let's make it red and black. Next, let's make it blue and gold. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I may not agree with the wording, but I understand at least where you're coming from. It, it, um, and, and again, I, I want I want you to understand like this. I, I am a I am a little bit extreme in this position, and I recognize it. But that is because of the experience that I've had. Yeah, a with lot of games that you play that you love have really yes, gone to shit, right? Yes, a lot of them You're have like, gone. Like, listen, you want to talk about something? For instance, I love the Diablo franchise. You want to know when Diablo three released? What it had? It had an in-game real money auction house where you could buy I, items. I, okay. And and the best and part, people, people defended that. People were like, "Oh, this is amazing! I love it!" And I was like, "Bro, I can you're, make money. you're literally buying items on a looter game. Like, what are we doing here?" And you're giving them a cut. That was basically and 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 here's the, the thing. same business model as a as a and you, and you want to know what happened in order to funnel people because this is another thing that people don't talk about as nearly as much. But in order to funnel people to the auction house, Blizzard nerfed the drop rate of good items yeah. by so much Scarcity. that NFTs, the game man. was damn near unplayable for you know Digital a more casual scarcity. player if you were not like super hardcore grinding like a maniac the game was nearly unplayable like i was playing in a way where i basically would be grinding gold to go to the gold version of the auction house because there were two versions there was the real money and the gold oh, version man. so i would be grinding gold to go into the gold auction house to buy upgrades because there were no drops. There were just like no drops whatsoever. I was like, oh, this is great. I love this game. So yeah, there are there are extreme examples, which is why Yikes. I'm extremely, I'm very much extreme with my opinions on monetization. Yeah, like I think I would get as barbed in my response if what they were introducing was something that would fundamentally affect their gameplay design. Yeah. Like, for example, if they sold Guild or something, right? Like, or not Guild, sorry, Zenny. Zenny. I knew I was going to mess up once. Um, <laughs> if they were to sell you know, currency in game, that would be a direct. That would start to influence gameplay decisions. If yeah. they start making money from it, and then they would try to, you know, subconsciously even, like it would affect them. But I'm not sure if we're quite at that place yet in Monster Hunter. I can, I guess, I can. No, see we're not. We're, we're the not position at the... like of someone who has has been down that road with games that they love and is bitter about their franchises you know getting ruined by this i could see why you fiercely defend it i guess i've just been lucky that i haven't and and been see maybe that's into so many franchises that, that have suffered from it. yeah and that's the point that i'm making there's a lot of people that don't have the same experience as me because i'm not saying that i'm right i'm saying that this is what my experience compels me to do because this mm. is what i've seen in the past and usually most of your decisions are going to come from past experiences i have these past experiences with like god knows how many video games and every single time that we started down the road that we are heading in monster hunter it never ends well okay it, it just never ends well like world of warcraft right now has a wow token you want to know what a wow token is you can literally buy in-game gold now it took a long time for them to get there but you can just like you can buy in-game gold like that's, that's the way that it works the game loop yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean it, it's basically like Nowadays, there's a, there's basically a price on your time because if you can 
man, if you can like, for instance, you, you've been doing Gil in Final Fantasy fourteen, tons of Gil. You've been optimizing and doing all this stuff. So you can kind of like put a price on your time, but you can't buy it with real money. I mean, you can through third-party websites, whatnot, but you can't like officially do it. If you were doing the same thing in World of Warcraft, you could literally put a price on your time and that is terrible for a video game. But you know, oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think we're anywhere close to that point in Monster Hunter. I want to make that perfectly clear because we're talking about extreme cases of monetization. I think that this is just like a point at which, you know, if you support this, I believe that you will see less and less uh, cosmetic in DLC in the game. This this I firmly believe, and you're not going to be able to convince me otherwise because. Every mm. single time I've seen this happen, the result has always been the same. Because, you know, companies like... Well, hey, so far so far it has been, yeah, since yeah. they started with World and Iceborne, it has only been increasing. Yeah, exactly. And the stuff in-game, at least... For, I mean, I, I'll i say, like, the updates this time are great. Like, I think they're, they're definitely much better off than they were in Rise. Uh, like, the updates feel yeah. more compelling, and I think that's a great step in the right direction. But the, the momentum of... Okay, they're they're putting a whole lot of emphasis on the DLC here. Yep, uh, is is still accelerating and like if you remember, I I the first time I really voiced discontent was when they started selling uh, the skins of the hunters. I did. I mean, I'm not a hypocrite. I did spend money on them as well, but like getting a character skin felt like okay, this could be a weird thing. Like, and then I got really weirded out when they started selling like skins for the two uh sunbreak characters before we even had sunbreak see that that actually doesn't bother that actually doesn't bother me at all i'm like that's fine you want to look like a character in game i don't care because most most of the armors that these characters wear these are armors that you can kind of replicate in game i think except maybe hino and minoto right or can you get their outfits through events i don't remember you can, you can get them with the Komodo tickets. I think the, the only thing is it's the voice, right? Okay, you then, you then, can't get then the voices. yeah, then then I don't even mind any of that at all. Like mm. it's like, hey, you want to get you want to sell an additional voice back? That's fine. Because I always look mm. at it as like I want my character to sound a certain way. I don't want my character yeah. to sound like another NPC that's already in the game. Like I love Harlow. Yeah, my, I don't want to play as Arlo, right? Yeah, my part, I, I my thing that felt weird was like Iceborne had the handler, right? And I thought that was kind of neat that you could decorate an NPC, but that is that's not even something you see during a hunt. I think so I bought quite, her the summer it, outfit. Yeah. I bought her a lot of <laughs> outfits. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I was totally fine with that because that's an NPC. That's like decorating your house, right? That's just like, that's completely separated from the in-game loop. Wait, 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 wait. So that's like decorating your house. What oh, okay. Well, I'm not calling the handler in my house. <laughs> She's a brick. House. She's mighty mighty. Just letting it She's all hang fresh. out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, her goth outfit was great. I loved it. <laughs> but um yeah, but then it, it's like, okay, well it's not part of the hunter. But then they started saying, Okay, now we're gonna get to sell hunter voices. I'm like, okay, now we're we're cosmetic DLCing our hunters. What's next? And now they're, they're of course they're going to weapons and it's you're right. It's yeah. just going. I. I'm. I. It's scary, right? You don't want to see them go out of control. Yeah, and and, and I want to. It, it I could take a sour turn. I want to reinforce because I know that I've. I sound extremely negative. I'm negative about monetization. I don't think that the Monster Hunter team yeah. is anywhere close to selling you like as that. There was a video that was like memeing on this saying, "Hey, we're now going to sell flaming espionage, whatever, forty dollars." I was like, I don't think we're anywhere close to that, but. 
I'm also going to say that is not um, that is not something that is completely outside the realm of possibility. Possibility going yeah. down the line that we are going down. I still think it's like many years in the future, but it is definitely a possibility because that's the way the monetization goes. It starts with cosmetics. Like again, World of Warcraft is the perfect case study for this. Starts yeah. with cosmetics, ends with the WoW token, where now there's fundamentally no. Uh, what do you call it? Integrity to the in-game economy because you can yeah. at any point you can just I be wish, like I want gold. I'll just buy the token. Boom, done. Gold. Yeah, I wish. I don't know if maybe this is wishful thinking because a publisher side normally wouldn't want this type of data, but it would be nice if Capcom entertained the idea of doing a user feedback survey specifically on monetization. Like, what are the type of DLC that have you bought in DLC? What is the type of DLC you're comfortable with or you like? What's the standard price you think is appropriate for this and you know, just to try to find where the community in large feels that there's a boundary. Like, okay, don't cross this point, please, because that's sort of like the, the golden principle of the game. And then at least to give them that feedback officially in a numerative way to yeah. say, like, okay, this, there's, there's a, there is a line in the sand. And we're getting closer to it. I don't know if we're quite at it. We might be. And I'm just optimistic. Um, or maybe we're almost there. And... You're, you know, people like you are signing the warning signs. I'll, I'll go and give you guys my opinion because I've been dancing around it. But yes, you have. I, I actually, <laughs> not intentionally. Um, I, I don't like it either. Uh, I, I feel that it's a scary trend. I hate the optics on how they've been doing Rise and Sunbreak and how they, how they tout and, and talk about the DLC with the same amount of priority as they do the, the other updates. I don't like. The idea of having a you know extra glamour functionality however i am curious and this this might be a nice segue but if they start adding in special sheath and unsheathed animations to the curious uh not the curious the uh the um what the hell the, the apex monsters shit i'll just call it apex the arisen the anomaly monsters. oh the arisen monsters okay like that would be pretty dope and so i'm curious if they made it so, let's say, like, the Curious Camellios weapon and all the Curious Elder Dragons all get special animations that probably even trump the one that they're selling, would that make... It doesn't really change it then, because I, I think in your head it's more of a, a principled idea than it is a specific execution. It's like, but see, there is influence in that happening. There is still a big problem in the fact that, first, it came out as the LC. And uh, then yeah. they put it in the game. That is still bad. Timed like exclusive. If, if you were, if is it in the game now? No, it's going to be in the game uh, tomorrow when when the update goes live. Tomorrow, but depending but on when Camelios this video goes is live. also coming tomorrow, right? So there's a yes. cross on my fingers. There's a chance they could redeem <laughs> a little bit here, and they could say no. There, look, there's even fancier things. We're just giving you a taste of what you can earn in game. Hey, if if that's the case, that that would we'll, that we'll would. see. But like, I still think it would have been better if if yeah, that is what they're planning. Which, which I don't, I don't think that that is what they're planning. I don't think that's going to happen. But if that is what they're planning, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of that, then what they should have done is like, okay, here's title update two, and then a couple of weeks later, week by later, the way, yeah. here's a couple of uh, layered weapons that DLC you can get. That's because similar. then, because then you could be like, okay, I have a comparable thing that I can get from this yeah. monster. That it, it makes it more okay. It's still a barrier that they're crossing, though. They're still, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. moving into layered weapons, which is something they haven't done before. And it's still, like, there's not enough layered weapons in the game. 
the to justify this right so mm-hmm. it's still bad but I, I guess it's a little bit less bad you know yeah but it doesn't we're on, it's still... we're, on, we're on the scale of like how bad is this on on a scale of like one to ten I don't know. I guess it was a ten, and now yeah. it's a seven. It's like still not good. Yeah, the, re- the reason why I I, I I I daydream that it would be nice if they did some exercises to find the line in the sand because I don't think, like I said, I don't think DLC is going anywhere inside of games. I think if anything, it'll become more normal just because I do believe and know that the cost of games is gone way up. That being said, there are tasteful and untasteful ways to do it. But either way, you have to be careful to draw a line. And and yeah. the producer for that game has to be, on the publisher side, has to be very adamant about, this is what we're okay with, we're not doing this, I'll quit my job if you try. Like, you know, like, I think it was, was Yoshi P saying, like, if you, we will not have NFTs in FF14 over my dead body, basically. There's no value in it. Like, there's, it's bad for players. So when you get someone who says that, then they're fighting their shareholders and their executives saying, no, 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 don't touch this. You're going to ruin it. So it would be nice if they can find a way to find a line in the sand because they're definitely drifting in the wrong direction. Yeah. And it's kind of like, slow down, guys. Why don't you bring back event quests, please? We really miss those. And the collaborations because, because really this is, miss those. This is something that a lot of companies sometimes also forget when it comes to this stuff. Is like, yeah, you can make... A lot of money but um i'm not sure if it was with you that i've talked about goodwill no i think it was uh in my other podcast talked about the goodwill but basically the idea is every company has like uh a certain amount of goodwill from their players like you do something good you do something there is a really funny term for that in marketing yeah but uh, my thing is like so you have a certain amount of goodwill for players and the moment that you make something like for instance these weapons you're basically making a withdrawal from that goodwill. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, see, you're going right to the right terminal. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's called a a, a franchise um, deposit or a franchise withdrawal. Yeah. So, so are that, you putting so, money in the bank or are you taking some out? You know. So that's what they're, in my opinion, with these weapons, that's what that's what they're doing. They're doing a franchise they're withdrawal. The and, brain, it's like, yeah. and it's like you can argue that oh, Rakan, you're a thousand percent wrong. And it's like if I'm wrong, why is there such wrong. a big right. why is there such a big discussion online? This was yeah. definitely a withdrawal from the franchise, as Gaijin is saying. This is a withdrawal of goodwill. And what happens is companies only tend to only look at it and like, hey, did we make money? Yeah, sounds good. Players like it. It's like, no, you made money, but people didn't but like you it. Spent, you spent some you HP spent, to do you it, the, and you, you, you have to get will. that back up. And so the problem is then when the next title comes around, they start seeing less people buying the game, and they're like, wait, what yeah. happened? Why are people more people not buying the game? And it's like because you took some of that goodwill away, and now people are mad. Like I have Don't people in much. I have people in my comments in re, in re, in regards to that video that I made, where people are like, "I'm going to wait and see on the next Monster Hunter." They're no longer buying it. They won. There are yeah, plenty of people that are that are like, "I am not going to buy the next one day one because I wasn't happy with what they did in Rise, and now they're pulling this stunt, and I don't like it." And again, yeah. I. I, I, I I constantly tell people that, you know, I have my opinions. You shouldn't just like spout my opinions because they're my opinions. You should analyze my opinions. If you don't agree with me, feel free to disagree with me in the comment section. I'm happy to talk with people and whatnot and all of that. But it's like, you know, I I try to basically make it so that I'm not just the influencer that everybody just blindly agrees with. I want people to disagree with me. This is a healthy thing. 
Yes, <laughs> which I've been doing a healthy amount today. Uh, <laughs> I, we're out, we actually are on the same side of the aisle. I just think I'm more towards the front of the aisle, and you're like way in the back, like scarred and and drinking whiskey. And I'm I have a coffee, <laughs> and I'm like si- sipping on it, like mm-hmm, you know, like a little you're nervous. Like, you're like this. You're 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 like imagine like a, a war scenario, and you're like in front. You're like this doesn't look too good. And I'm like in the back, if you had seen what I have seen. Yeah, you would have you, no idea. I have the thousand-yard stare of monetization. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about a little bit well, more positive no, I was gonna things. Say, I was going to say, like. well, one thing negative I'll get out of the way, and I, yeah. this is just something I thought it was kind of funny, was sometimes I do think that people make the wrong comparisons. Like, it's hard to compare games to games because it's never apples to apples, right? It's... It's always apples to oranges in every case. Like games don't exist in a vacuum. They're they're all unique. They have different contexts and models and stuff like that. So I do find it kind of overblown when people are like, "Oh my god, next thing they're going to do is is battle passes. It's coming." I'm like, "That doesn't even that's a business model for a completely different type of game, yeah. and that's for a free to play model." Like, are there actual paid games that do <laughs> battle passes on oh, top of it? Oh, Gaijin, you sweet summer child. What? Yeah. Yes, there are tons of them. What? Yes, really? paid video games that do. Wait, battle not passes. not subscription, not subscription based, but like no. actual like you buy the game and then they yes. add in battle passes. Yes. Really? As a matter of fact, Diablo Four is going to have a battle pass, and it's not even going to have like one track. It's going to have three tracks. It's going to have one free track and two premium tracks. I mean that's the standard here in Japan for free to play like, monthly battle pass uh, models. It's, it's, it has yeah. to be free to play. This is like the the golden standard here because you're saying okay if you don't want to if you if you're against buying gotchas or specific ones then we'll tell you what you get and you are going to pay for it in money and also retention because you're going to have to play to earn those. So yeah. they do that and they do the freemium then they do like the silver and then the platinum course. And so they, they see how far they can get you, you know? Not, because nowadays, if you've completed the silver course, all you have to do is hit the buy button and you get everything on the platinum course because the objectives were the same. Nowadays, so, but that's, Gaijin, sort of, that's a free-to-play model thing. And not people that is becoming, people use it. That is becoming the standard of the industry whenever they have a video game in which they want a little bit of retention. That is very much oh. becoming the standard. They'll just straight up put a battle pass into a game that you pay like a like a triple A game that you pay a fee for, boom, they'll put a battle pass in there and not even think twice. No thanks. I mean yeah. as an adult I would say I hate the idea. Oh I don't think it'll come to Monster Hunter. I hope to God I'm wrong. Um because like life is fragmented, right? People are busy, people get sick, people have work, people have stuff. And I was against the idea of having those timed events in World and Iceborne. I thought that was bad. And I'm happy that it's not like that in Sunrise. Just because I, people don't always have the time. Well, why do I have to play it this week? Why does it have to be right now or I can't get it? Like, I just, I don't, there's something about that I just don't like. There's, I get why they do it in free-to-play games because they're not here's, charging you money for it. Here's the thing. You can, you can say that, and I agree with that. It's much more convenient to just have the event, be able to do it whenever you want. But there, you cannot deny that there are, positives and negatives to doing it that way so the negative is like of you course. said the pressure the positive is the community gets together to do those events like when oh yeah Kul-Tharoth came around in iceborne or even just like People when it came around it. in world 
people were doing it. Like the whole community came together to do Kol Tarath. Same thing for Safi Jiva. You know, same thing for all of these siege events that we had. People would come together no. to do the siege event. And it's like, you know, there's good aspects and bad aspects to it. It's the kind of like the same no. thing in Final Fantasy fourteen, right? You wanna you wanna do the the summer event? You have yeah. to do it while the event is there. Otherwise you can go later to the store and buy it. But you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, but anyway, I just thought that the battle pass is gonna help like I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I think bad i think I, I think the next step the next step that i'm worried about and i hope they don't ever do and if they do i'll have to be vocal as well which is any type of monetization that will start to influence game design i think that's a bad move gameplay, and i don't want to see mean, them do it anything that affects gameplay you mean right game design what do you mean by game specifically design? so i mean gameplay obviously like if there's like a weapon with stats that affects game Play. Yeah, exactly. But when I say game design, it's like how many times, how much <laughs> effort do I put in to get a certain item? What's the loop? How long does the loop last for? Like, is the moment you start having things that are like, well, we want people to feel that it's more convenient, then they'll start naturally having to make it inconvenient to get in the game. And that affects the design of the systems. Like, for example, maybe your, your Kahoot doesn't give you eggs after every quest. Maybe the charms are only once after every five quests. But hey, if you're on the golden pass or whatever, like you, after every quest you can pull, they're, they're done. You could just pay and say open now. And you're it talking, becomes a monetization. You know what I mean? You're talking about Decorations. pay for convenience. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that another is thing something I talk that affects, about a lot. You want to know yeah, why? Yeah, because that affects Listen, gameplay design. Let me tell you something. Pay for convenience is just uh, something that people tell themselves so that they don't have to label it as pay to win. Because it's exactly what it is, okay? Yeah. Because every time that a developer sells you convenience, they're, um, what is it, the word? They're incentivized to inconvenience you because the more exactly. I inconvenience Exactly, otherwise you, there's no cost the more, yeah, to it. The more you, there's a chance of you like buying stuff from me. And yeah. I, I get a lot of people always telling me like, oh, th this game is not pay to win, it's pay for convenience. And I'm like, okay, dude, whatever, whatever, bro, you can... You can you can call yeah. it whatever the hell you want. It's like you say potato, I say potato. Yeah. Game is pay to well, win. The thing is, is, it is what it is. Yeah, because it, it actively will change the way that they design yeah. the game systems in a way that other people are at a disadvantage, like, and that is imagine pay imagine for instance, this is something that I could actually eventually see happening due to the fact that's the how they've they've done monetization so far. Well, I hope they don't scared, do it. Yeah. I hope they don't do it, but if they do do it, I will guarantee you I will slam them. And I'm not even sure if I will be respectful about it because this is this is definitely <laughs> like crossing a line in the sand where I'm going to be really upset. Take notes, but like, Capcom. This something, is no go Something zone. very easy to do would be to, like, you know the same way that you have uh, tickets for Dango, right? Yeah. Imagine they sell you a ticket and that ticket grants you great luck buff in a quest. Oh, hell no. See that would affect gameplay see, design. See, I see, I see that as a Hell possibility. Pay to win. No, what, what Ooh, I'm saying, I see that I see that as a possibility for the future of Monster no, Hunter. Oh God! I, no, dude, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. But you know, the way that but, I'm seeing the monetization going, yeah, I'm beginning to see that could potentially because, like that, that straddles a line. Where yeah, because that's the here's, premium meal here's ticker. The, and hey, here's the one interesting person thing. buys it, everyone else gets the benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? yeah. like, ah. here's the thing. 
Like, I guarantee you, if we were to ask everybody who's listened up until this point, go into the comment section and tell me if you would or would not be bothered about a good luck ticket that you could buy. Like, imagine you can buy, I don't know, uh, 10 of them for 50 cents. You can buy 10 of them for 50 cents. Tell me if you're against that. Because yeah. I guarantee you there will be people in the, in, in the comment section so, that will be yeah. like, you know what, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I, because I can the get thing the warp is, on the first shop. It doesn't matter. It's just time. Yeah, yeah, because the thing is, nowadays, a lot of people will, will go to this and they'll think about it. Well, you know, I'm busy. I'm a father of yeah. two kids. You know, I, yeah, maybe I'll just buy this ticket. I'll be able to get my stuff faster. Like, it'll be great, you know? And facts nobody. The, what people I still need to kill the monster, right? Yeah. What what people don't understand is like the more you succumb to that, you are basically paying to skip the loop of the game. And that is a problem because developers yeah. are more and more incentivized to put more and more hurdles in your way. Because you start with so, that. Can I change my mind? I said I said Capcom take notes. I don't want them to listen to this. Don't take notes. <laughs> no, like, but, get the hell out of here. Like, but it's like listen. Selective amnesia, her, please. Don't no, but, ever but, but do this. Listen to me, because because here's here's how a lot of the times they. This is me from the experience that I've seen other developers do in other video games, and this is me like adapting it to Monster Hunter. Like imagine I'm evil villain guy, twirling yeah, mustache. Yeah. Do, like do you all have of any this. other? crazy uh idea of no, something no, no, evil cause, that cause could like, happen because that's pretty damn evil no no because like listen i'm gonna build on top of this idea right because first okay first i sell you so i'm the guy doing all of this marketing i'm the evil guy so first i sell you this ticket and there's going to be a little bit of pushback but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to buy the ticket so it's going to make it very easy for me to influence uh everybody else in the team they're like hey see this was a good thing we made a lot of money so now the next thing that i do and i don't even need to tell anyone because capcom is not forced to uh, reveal the drop rates of anything in the video game see now i reduce the drop rates on mantles and so people that buy the tickets i'll keep the the, the rate the same people that don't buy the tickets they get reduced rates on mantles because that is going to cause friction in the game see this is very easy like j just in these two steps so I've you, you're, you're gonna have like this recruiter email that's gonna come tomorrow <laughs> No, 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 but I'm, I'm just saying, like, in these two examples, oh. and again, this is not what Capcom is doing. Do not quote me out of context. This yeah, is just yeah. me giving you very you're bad saying, examples. You've seen, you're but giving like, examples of previous wars you've seen. Like, yeah, this exactly. Is shit can go but down. it's like, just, just imagine it like this, because again, it instantly boils down to what I said. The moment I sell you convenienced, I am motivated to inconvenience you further to get you to buy yeah. this convenience. I am creating the demand for the product that I am selling to you, except I control all of the knobs in the game. I have full control. Yeah. You already lost. You haven't even started playing and you've already lost. And it's very yeah. easy. Again, these are very small little tweaks. Yeah, because people say, people will like to say, and I agree, like when it comes to cosmetic stuff, it doesn't affect me. Housing items doesn't affect me. They're right. But yeah. there are ways of doing monetization that does affect them and people are not aware. And that's, that would, yeah, I would. And again, would this is like, this is like, well. again, super, but, but the thing is, who is even going to say anything because the majority of players aren't even going to know. I'm just going to reduce the rates and I'm not going to tell you. The rates are lower now. I've yeah, changed don't worry. the deal. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, bitch our, we'll bitch our heads off if we see anything like that. Yeah, but, but you'd uh, have to let's data get us mine. Positive, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, in the let's, end, I'm with you. I think everyone's got a valid opinion. Some people come in a little bit more optimistic, some more pessimistic, some hyperbolic. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Capcom should take note that people are talking about this stuff and there's obviously concerns in the community 
of them expanding the the range of what items they monetize yeah. and how they do it. And please just be careful not to cross that line and consider doing something to get user feedback, whether it's a community manager gathering people's feedback, which like you said, having videos saying, you know, F this, F that, the moment they do this, I'm out. Yeah. It's not as like you have to tell them the why. And I think that's a big thing that Yuri and Sox also said is you can't just say what you don't like. You have to say why, because that helps them to bring it back to the team and say, look, people don't like because this is the perception they're going to get, you know, and they don't which want is, that. Which just is, which is, no, they don't like it. It's like, which is, again, this is a feedback that I instantly provided same. I don't know if it was same day or the next day to uh, Jono, the current community manager, like, hey, yeah. here's my thoughts on this whole thing. I just want to point it out there. I I also told him I'm going to be making uh -huh. videos on this. It's like, look, full respect right for after the, the team. summer show. I hey, hope... bro, you got some time? You got a minute? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we got to talk. It's like at the end of the day, it's important to mention, like, I have full respect for the Monster Hunter team. Uh, I don't think oh, we're yeah, anywhere close to the, the dark, grim reality that I'm currently painting. I don't think that is happening anytime soon. Yeah. But, but not I out of the realm of impossibility. I, I, don't, I don't think it is completely impossible to happen if we keep going down mm. the path of monetization. This is the natural progression of things. It starts with cosmetics, and once you've acclimated people to... It's the boiling frog. Once you've acclimated people to a certain amount of things, you start putting more and more and more and more and more and more and yeah. more. And people just, like, they slowly accept that they're like oh yes I, this is fine this is this is fine and so that's just the the point i don't want to see monster yeah. get to that so that's why i yeah, talk the i'm way with that you I do on about that <clears throat> so more positive things title update one you've barely even touched it so i'm gonna tell you what? all of what you've barely title touched one? title up of course title update two it builds on top of title update one what was title update one i have to title ask. update so one bad. number one Anomaly investigations. I've done those. These are awesome. I love them. They're amazing. This is like one of the best additions to the game as far as I'm concerned. I've been grinding that anomaly like a complete maniac. I've actually had to take breaks because I was starting to burn out through the amount of time that I was spending grinding. Oh, you're, ta you're talking about the leveling up quests. Yes. You, you have the to level quests. I so have not done that. Yeah, so, so it's like you level them up and the monsters become harder. They get more HP, they deal more damage, they become more dangerous, and I'm like, this is exactly what I want. So I've been leveling that up to try and get to Anomaly Rank 100, which I have gotten, and then yeah. I realized, oh, crap, I've gotten to Anomaly Rank 100, but I only have Anomaly 3 monsters at level 100, so now I need to level up Anomaly 5 yeah. monsters all the way up to 100. Do they, do to they really start at level 1 or quest. where do they start? What? Do they start at level one, or is it is there a point in which progression it starts out at a higher level? Uh, depends on your uh, on the anomaly, because like so, each monster has an anomaly level. So you have anomaly one, anomaly two, anomaly three. This was before the investigations were even. Yeah, yeah. Each of those has like a different uh, starting point. So basically, if you do one of those anomaly quests, you're gonna get them yeah, yeah. at different levels. So if you do anomaly one, and is it one level per one kill? One or two. And One, it also two. and it also caps out at your own anomaly research level. That's why it's important for you to reach to 100. So, like, say for instance, you're anomaly rank 95, but you're at the very start of anomaly rank 95. So you kill a 95 monster, your gauge raises. The monster's level is not going to raise because your cap is level 95. How many anomalies does it take to gain a level for you to get permission to take on the next level? 
it depends on so many things. <laughs> uh, so it's like number of monsters in the hunt, anomaly level of the monster in the hunt, uh, time modifiers, because hunts can have negative time modifiers, yeah. uh, faint modifiers. So the way that I leveled up was I found this quest, which was Puke Puke, one faint, <laughs> and I think uh, 25 minutes or something like that. I think whatever the minutes were, it was like the least amount of time you could have on any single hunt. And it was one faint, which is the least amount of faints you can have on any single hunt. And Puke Puke, despite being a terribly easy monster, is anomaly level three for some strange reason. So, nice. so you combine those things, you have a super easy hunt that would give me pretty much half a level all the way up until 96, I think. And then okay, after that, that doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. And then after that, it was like three kills per level, which was fine. Yeah. How long does it take you to kill that thing solo? It was Generally. about it was about uh, between ten to thirteen minutes with a gun lance, so better weapons will perform better. Is that across all levels, or was there a point where it's like, oh god, this is taking twenty thirty? I need I to mean, do this multiplayer. No, it, it was it, it, like it started slowing down. So probably at the start, I was killing it in like I don't know, maybe six to eight minutes or something like that. And then as I started yeah. going up, like all the way up to one hundred, I think the the longest one was like thirteen minutes. And this is with me grabbing. Uh, birds so i'll grab birds so that it's a really comfy hunt so like if i was to a uh, wild guess assuming that i play at an average level let's say i really like almadron so let's say i wanted to get almadron or let's say me yeah okay almadron whatever it doesn't matter i want to get him up you know 50 levels how long will that take me generally do you think is that like a day's or a weekend's work or a whole week worth of work? Because I just remember the guild quest system taking a very long time. So if you didn't go online, you were kind of screwed because it didn't scale back then. And if you wanted to grind from one to a hundred, you're talking like a good like twenty hours for one monster, and you'd have to do that for every. I guess for this one, you'd have to do it for every type of drop that you can get. So right? it's. It's hard to calculate because I think at like, lower levels... Like, is this levels, a deviant grind mm, thing? That's what I'm curious about. Like, is this, like, do, grinding out deviant armor? Yeah. Or is this a little I think, bit I more think fun it would and be, you could do it? I think it would be comparable to grinding deviant armor. Yeah, for one person. Okay. So, like, if you have four so about people maybe eight working... To ten hours? I don't know. It, it might be something like that. Like, what I can tell you is that the last ones for me was a long time. So, like, the last five levels would have been about anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes per per level times five so that's a you know Oof. calculate that <laughs> 110 so 110 is quite far away if i wanted to grind that out in the weekend that ain't happening no see that that's you're confusing it you're confusing anomaly research rank with master rank uh yeah master <laughs> rank's not so bad right no i don't think master rank's that bad i think master rank is a lot easier to, to grind okay uh, i think again, i'll just have to get my hands on it but it yeah. looks cool and i love the visual changes that the monsters go through and i I like the idea that you're going up against a monster and you're getting really good at it, right? You're mastering yeah. it. But at the same time, it's raising the stakes so that if you slip up, it hurts that much more. So it just becomes more and more of a cage match. You're getting better, but they're getting stronger. So it's just, it's a nice uh, feedback, right? You're, you're and able to smack them then. And, and you start having more interesting things happen. So like, for instance, because of the fact that they get way more HP, the thresholds change. So imagine, yeah, yeah. for instance, picking up a spider, the, the, the mounting spider. 
So that yeah, yeah. gives you like a certain amount of mounting damage or whatever, right? It's it's not actual damage, oh, it's but it not, just it's gives not you, a full mount. It won't it won't give you a full mount near the the higher levels. I don't know if that is nice. intended, but that's what happens. It straight up does not give you a full mount on the higher levels. And there's more. There's like other things that that happen that like because they have so much HP, yeah. things just behave a little bit differently, and there are certain triggers that don't happen the way that you expect. And it's always fun to see. So one thing I want to ask, and I should know this, but I just don't because I'm not playing currently, and I, I hope to God that they add it. But, like, I really love the hyper system from Generations Ultimate, right? So, like, mm -hmm. you're going up against harder monsters or even Apex or whatever, but there was a chance to use that to get alternative armor. It can, like, if I was to grind Gormagala, an anomaly quest, and I'll get his so special So Gormagala is not available yet. That's coming with title update, too. When he is available, then let's okay. say, and let's say he gives me like a curious wing or something, right? Um, is that only used to get random skills on my weapons and armor? Yep. Or is that can I make like a augmented Gormagala set? No, it's just uh, it's just rolls of curious armor crafting, which we can talk about that now. Now, if you want, it's like look anomaly hunts, uh. in my opinion. It's just fantastic system. I've been grinding it nonstop, and I've been having a blast. Although, like I said, I do have to take breaks every now and then because, you know, when the most efficient way of me leveling up is basically butchering a puke puke nonstop, like, I, I start feeling yeah. sorry for the poor creature. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't even last that long anymore. Poor guy is just, like, sitting there waiting to be butchered. <laughs> but, uh -huh. um... So you get a bunch of materials from doing the anomaly stuff, and the higher you climb, eventually when you get to like um, anomaly research rank 81, that's when you unlock the anomaly five monsters. You just okay. unlock all of them. So all of those, if you were to fight, say, a Rathalos from a regular anomaly quest, not an investigation, it would generate like a level 80-something anomaly Rathalos quest that you can then level up to 100 if that's what you want, right? But each of okay. these have different materials and stuff, and then you grab these materials, take them over to the smithy, and then you can do stuff. So before we get into curious armor crafting, let's talk about the better version of it, which is curious weapon crafting, because armor crafting and weapon crafting extremely different. So the weapon hmm. crafting works very similar to the way that you had augments in World and Iceborne. So certain materials unlock the amount of augments you can place on the weapon, and then yeah, the other the materials slots. will place the slots in there. So, for instance, attack one will be like two or three slots. I forget exactly how much it is. Is it the same deal? That, like, if you buy an attack two slot, can you unequip it and put it on another weapon? No. Or is it? Or is it? Only, it's a permanent melt. It's a permanent. I mean, here's the thing: you unlock it for that weapon, so you can re-slot it with different things on that weapon but you can't slot it to a different weapon which kind of sucks which because i really mm. prefer the like the way they did with rampage decorations it is much better this just makes you grind more which you know eventually this entire system the one negative aspect the one big negative aspect that it has in my opinion yeah. is the fact that i haven't played any other weapon besides gunlance when this came out yeah it just it just shoehorns <laughs> you into specific monster fights and specific it, weapons it, it basically it all depends on how lucky you are because it is very i mean in terms of the weapon it's very deterministic like you choose i want this i want this boom i put it there so in terms of weapon that'd be fine i would be able to if it was just like the weapons i would still be playing other weapons 
because I'm like, I like this weapon, I'll unlock it here. I like this weapon, I'll unlock it here because it's guaranteed. You can just choose. I want this thing on this weapon, boom, 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 done. However, mm. when you get into the armor, the armor is literally ching slot machine. Oh, let's wow. go. Let's let's see if I get the lucky number seven. Let's go, baby. Cha-ching, cha-ching. And, and that's all it is. And this is one is of the that, reasons. Is it like higher rarity gives you like a different skill pool or something? So the way that it works is like there's a budget for skills and armor. And fundamentally lower level armor has a chance to get better skills. This is one of the positive aspects of the system because it makes lower level armor more viable. So for instance, the Renault Plus gauntlets, that's like a key yeah. piece of my armor because it's got like load shell, artillery, all of that. <laughs> so I go in there and I roll like plus one artillery, boom fantastic friggin' piece like it's got all the artillery i need or something like that you can also roll low, roll low shells on it but you know yeah. you gotta Sky be is the limit then yeah you gotta be you gotta be extremely lucky as a matter of fact i believe that with the budget available and, and this is the problem right with the budget available for renoplos gauntlets i think it's actually possible to roll both artillery and load shells damn so it's like your defense will suffer but it's a good trade-off no the defense doesn't even have to suffer if you roll right enough you might even get more defense it's wild yeah. so so it's like that's the fundamentally the the good and simultaneously the terrible aspect of it because it's a never-ending grind you may yeah, you yeah. may you may get this on your first roll you may never get it which has been my case i've never gotten like yeah. a really good roll on most pieces of armor i just like i'll just settle for something that i'm like ah that's good enough like i'll get protective polish on the random piece i'm like well that's good enough, you know. Now I have protective polish on here. I'll hey, get like but a if you buy the something. new DLC, the no. the premium, the premium no. curious melding, you can get ninety percent no. chance. No, let's not go back to that. No, dark let's place. not. But um, no way. Okay, that's good. So, I mean, get, so, that gives people wanted a grindy end game and lots of stuff. The hunt never ends. That's exactly what it sounds like. It is. Yeah, that that's. I'm just. What I just want to know if there's any risk of it doing what Guild Quest 140 was, which was only rajangs over and over and over no rajangs not, and shagaru that's not it really because you but can it doesn't just, sound like that's the case right no it's it's all about the because basically you get these different essences so the higher you go the better the essence is regardless of the monster that you're fighting yeah so the best essence gives you like 40 points for this melding thing the second best gives you 20 and the worst gives you like 10 so okay, if you're so doing you low level stuff you yeah go. You choose whatever monster you want, and you can go at it, okay. have fun, and you'll get the essences. It's just sometimes for the the um, the curious weapons, sometimes you'll need specific materials, and in that case, you might need to go specifically after a monster to get like a special, uh, you know. Is like that a special curious part, or is it it's just a, a normal material? It's a special curious part, so it'll be like. Well, that's this, this, good because that that that's kind of what I wanted. Was like. If you can meld your armor with skills that are or, or augmented yeah, but see, that's, using curious materials. No, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's just for the weapons. It's just for the weapons. So for the armor, uh. there's nothing like... The armor is just the essence thing, and you're just rolling the dice every time. Which is I actually see. one of the... But the weapons are good. One of the reasons why when I do stream, I usually avoid doing curious armor unless I'm at the end of the stream. Because curious armor crafting actively makes me not want to play the game. Yeah, because like the moment I the moment I roll like a bunch of materials that I just got from doing like 20, 30 hunts or something like just that disappear. 
and I just make all that disappear and get literally nothing get from nothing. it. Nothing. I'm just like, okay, bro, this is uh, look the the gambling thing does not work with me at all. Yeah. As it do you turns think they out. needed to make it that grindy, or do you think they could have just gotten away with? buy the skill you want to unlock better skills cost more i think i think there should have been a degree of rng to it for sure if because clearly that mm. is what a lot of people want like a lot of people want complete rng on it which i find a little bit weird do, do but, you mean like like the first level of like decorate like charm decorations you're like i want a razor sharp one and you get 80 percent chance to hit it i'm confused what like when you went to go to and you make charms the first tier yeah. is like, okay, you choose a skill and you get like a 30% or 40% chance of getting oh, you a mean, decoration with it. No, 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 no. What what a lot of people want is just full-on randomness. They just wanted like, they want exactly what the what the system provides. I was surprised, but there's a lot of people that this is exactly what they want. And I was like, hey, fair okay. enough. But uh, for me, the way that I would do it is like, imagine, for instance, you look at Rathalos Armor. Rathalos Armor has attack boost. It has... I don't know if it has earplugs, but let's say two things that it has for sure is attack boost and wind resist, right? So say, for instance, I want to influence my chances of getting attack boost and wind resist. I could feed it Rathalos scales at the same time as I'm doing the things. Like, imagine they just give you an additional thing. It's like, hey, slot in something to influence the results of this. Oh, and, okay. and that would, it doesn't necessarily have to guarantee the attack up. But yeah, it has yeah. to give me like a chance, like a twenty percent, thirty percent chance of yeah, potentially yeah. getting something that I want. Is it then like I'd, that, or is that how you said no, it? Should this be is like. what I would like it to be. It's oh, nothing. Oh, because not like, that sounds really nice. Yeah, that that would be amazing, right? Like you just listen. I get to influence the skills that I want because yeah, what ends but up it's happening? It's like I'm shooting for a lot of skills, and sometimes I might yeah. get something that a lot of people think valuable. Like for instance, I've seen a lot of chain crits on my gear. I'm like, I don't need chain crits. I don't want chain crits. They're worthless. Like, what do I want this Meanwhile, for? Meanwhile, some guy just spent 20 hours grinding and wasted all of it trying to get a it chain gets, crit. Didn't get nothing. Yeah, he, he might have gotten like an artillery, a load shell, an evade, an evade extender, <sighs> a guard up, a guard. All things that I would have left to get, and I don't. <laughs> it's like, see? Yeah. That, that's where I have a problem with, with that particular system. So what do you think about? So let's start with curious weapons. Where do you stand on that? The weapon system. I guess I have to see it. So the 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 armor is pure randomness. Yeah, the weapon system. The other is one completely is, is is like the augment system from Iceborne, right? Yeah, it's completely deterministic. I mean, I like that. I mean, it, yeah. you, you you have to do harder hunts. You choose. You can customize your weapon to fit your playstyle or whatever. I, that sounds great. So what about the curious armor? I wish it was like you said. Like you can <laughs> you can roll for a specific because if it's pure random, then obviously. People will just save scum it, and yeah, that's that, just that, see, that, that's, that's gambling. I mean, you're just rolling the dice, save scum, reverse, and the people who can't do that or don't know how to do that or don't want to mess with it, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah, see, because because that's the point that I've made on several streams where people are like, "Oh, you just have to like just save scum it. It's fine," and I'm like, well, "I that shows a I kind of feel like the systems. I kind of feel like if a system basically makes you want to save scum." There's a, a problem. System. Like that's a bad system. Yeah. Like if, if you feel the need to save scum, that means that the development team failed at some point. That's the yeah, way that they I screwed up. It. I agree. Yeah. So I mean, I just to I just curious to what degree the game is scaling with the assumption that you're getting good skills on your armor. Like, does it get start to get impossible? Like one hit kills if you're not rolling for 
it, specific defense up skills or it's one of those things that and this is this is where a lot of the people in the community are going to disagree with me but to me it depends on the weapon that you are playing it's so like if you're playing yeah, yeah, sword yeah. and shield you're fine because like you can get whatever skills you want on sword and shield and you'll be fine yeah yeah if you you're don't playing have dependencies. if you're playing gunlands and you want to play gunlands at a high level you're fundamentally fucked because right now you need to use uh, three pieces of Lucent Nargakuga because of sneak attack mm. because that scales your shells by 20%. So it's like that, that's not even a choice in most situations. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is one of the yeah, few like things that scales like shelling. So, yeah. dude, but, I, I love the fact that skill is in the game because shells yeah. can actually compete a little bit this time around. So it's like, hey. But you can you can do random rolls on that armor and try to get it with other skills, right? Yeah, you can try to get other skills on that armor. It's the not going to lose its attack, will See, it? See, that's the thing. Oh. It can lose. As a matter oh, of fact, Jesus. there are some rolls that you will do, which is literally like, here's your armor. And here's what this roll gave you. And it can be like minus 10 defense, minus five fire defense, minus something else, and then minus your sneak attack. And you're like, bro, <laughs> what is this roll? What is this roll from hell? <laughs> it's like, you you do get to choose to take it or not, right? Yeah, you can choose. Okay, I don't oh, want that. Thank, thank you. God. If they want to be evil, they auto save it. <laughs> when you roll, that would they, be evil. They auto save it after you make your choice, though. So they, they, I yeah, think they've made it harder. Yeah, you can it back, though. They, they've, they've made it harder for you to save scum, but you can still like just like manually save harder. your file or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, can, you can make it happen, basically. Yeah, but that yeah, sounds kind of monotonous. I'd probably just engage with it at a minimum level, just get some random-ass skill on one or two pieces that I think is okay. And if that's enough, then I'm happy. Like, whatever. Yeah, but see, that's if it's thing. not... I'm always, I'm always shooting for that extra 1%. So this, this system is the perfect thing to make me incredibly frustrating you, because you you're looking at raider. it. No, no, it's a, dude, it's the truth. Like I've always min max. It's like, I'm not even yeah. in terms of min maxing. It's not even about, Oh, I want to min max to achieve maximum. Yeah, it's it's fun, more like, right? it's more like I want to have these skills because the I set, like these yeah, yeah. skills. It's not necessarily because they're the best skills. It's just the skills that yeah. I want. It's and a then fun, I'm fun way to play. And then I'm looking at like the 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 Renoplos gloves, and I'm I'm pretty sure again I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that you can get artillery and load shells on there, and that'll basically be a piece of gear that'll give you three artillery and two load shells and two tier two slots or something like that. Damn. So it's like, so it's like the fact that that is I think achievable in game, and I can't get it because I'm not willing oh. to like game the system. It just feels terrible. I'm like, bro, this sucks. Hey, I got a quick fix. Why don't they make it so you can trade armor with people? <laughs> Whoa. Nope. No, no, that's bad because it would destroy the whole... I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, <laughs> that like, was a new, stupid new idea. Player, can you ignore that game? I said that? New player in the game. No. Here, I'll just make you a full set real quick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Yeah, it's, that was stupid. Ignore. Was that you want the the weapon from the last boss? No problem. Your master rank one? Sounds no, no, good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, take idea. it out. Take it back. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I can see why it could be a little annoying, but I mean, it sounds like they've added in enough grindiness. As long as the monsters are fun as you grind them up and they get harder and fun, yeah. then I think that's, you know, fair game. It's, it's like, overall, it's been a very... I'm curious. I want to see what's going on with this, the new class of monsters, the uh, the Arisen. The Arisen, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Arisen, it's I'm just sorry. Risen. 
I hate you're, ju- you're just focused so. on on Dragon's Dogma. Exactly. Yes, Arisen. Right. <laughs> Risen. I mean, I don't know. When I hear Risen, I think of like the dead, the dead you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's mm, maybe mostly... They, a... Maybe they did die and they got rose from it. I don't know. No, because the whole Amelia thing is like they've achieved badass. symbiosis. It's like Malzino oh, is technically Apex. speaking a Risen monster. So it's Apex. It's they not Apex. overcome the frenzy virus and oh, now okay, they're yeah. using it to their advantage. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is that. So if you think about it, Apex Mal- from for you, not not yeah, Apex yeah, yeah. from Rise. So if you think about it, Malzino is, excuse me, is a risen monster because he's a monster who became symbiotic with the Curio. He yeah, was the he, first one. He's to like do the it. intro monster of them. He's the pussy, but he's cool. I want to see an arisen okay. Malzino. <laughs> I like him a lot. Malzino is one of my favorite hunts. Mm. I want an arisen insect lay baby. You have to do it again. An it's arisen so Basel goose, dude. An arisen it feels Basel. like two bats or something fighting in the air. It is so fun. If I ha- if I need to fight in the air, I can just go there with my gun lance. It's fine. Yeah, but you can't stay in the air for twenty seconds fighting it. It's fun when you. I do can that. stay in the air long enough. Don't worry about that. You don't. <laughs> you don't know about my endurance, my aerial performance. That- that and that sound effect of his warp is just like ASMR to me. I love the sound. It's Morbin time. Vroom. That Vroom. like that bo- that bass. Vroom. Yeah, it's so good. It is so really good. good. Also, and I love Narsant Kuga. I want to go back and fight him more. I really enjoyed that fight. Also, we should mention that you started playing on PC. Is that something that you're gonna go forward with, or what's the deal? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. Listen, because guys, I'm only on MR one on PC, but I we need I, I can't. Uh, we need I to put together. Back. We need to put together a boosting crew, boost Gaijin through. <laughs> through yeah, it's just like I don't. PC. I'm not shitting on Switch. Like the Switch version plays very well, and it's very enjoyable. But the thing is, is I'm just one of those people who are sensitive. Not sensitive. I hate the word sensitive because I enjoy 30 FPS games, especially Monster Hunter, which has in general very good frame pacing. I like it a lot, and it it feels good. But the thing is. It feels good when your eyes are adjusted to playing at that rate. And so when I go to 60, it's like, ooh, nice and smooth. But when I go back to 30, it looks like a flip. And the problem. Like stop animation, you know. It feels like it's just dropping frames everywhere, but it's not. It's just like, ugh. It takes an hour for me to get used to it. Is that you're playing Final Fantasy XIV on PC, which on is PC. running silky, probably more than 60. You're probably running at like 140. No, no, no. No, you're probably no running I got 60. it. I'm doing 4K 60. Okay, so you get you got to run in smooth sixty, and then you swap and you go to the switch and you're playing at thirty, and that is pretty yeah, jarring. Yeah, smooth thirty, but it is jarring as hell. It takes it takes about two to three hunts, and then I'm like, oh man, this feels feels good. But the first time I look at it, it looks like I'm warping. It looks like I'm lagging or something. It's so yep. jarring the, to me that I can't I one, can't swap between the two. The one monster that I've noticed when I played on Switch was definitely Gore Magala. Gormagala yeah. on Switch. Jesus Christ. But that's the monster that I would want to grind more than probably anybody in the game. That yeah, and well. uh, Diablos, because I, I love Diablos. So. Yeah, well, for that, you definitely PC is looking. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll think about it as I play Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> For my eventual return, how, how well I do it. But I think PC will probably be what I do, because I think Yuna's done with Sunbreak. She's too hooked on 14, and, you know, she's did what she wanted to do, and we're both kind of feeling the the pain in the butt of going back to Switch for stuff. We just... The games yeah. are great. I just... 
you know, I would love if if Nintendo could just put out a stronger version. I would be so happy. <laughs> that would so be happy. Good but anyway, uh, that's pretty much all we had to talk about yeah, in this episode, f- guys. Um, so leave us all of your feedback. This is not like don't expect the new Third Fleet podcast every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, next We're week not- or anything. We're not there yet, but, uh, you know, whenever Gajan finds some time and he wants to talk about stuff, like I said, always here, ready to talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah, thanks for for getting together today and giving me your opinions. As I, again, you play, you've been through minefields that I have not been through. Yes. So. <laughs> you've, ex- you've experienced monetization hardcore in games in the West. I've experienced it in mobile games here in Japan. And while they share some similarities, they are fundamentally different. So uh, it's terrifying. <laughs> but anyway, guys, let us know what you guys think about this, uh, the monetization stuff. And like I said, do take the stuff that I talk about. Like I am a bit of a, an extremist when it comes to monetization. And it's fine if you don't want to agree with me. Uh, but do remember that throughout all of this conversation, I was respectful, even if... I do believe that if you are spending a bunch of money in microtransactions, I believe you are making video games worse. That doesn't mean I wish you harm. I just wish you'd stop doing that. But that's a different discussion. Some people, some, some people complain. Some people complain with passion. Yes, exactly. That's me. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you all very much for watching. If you enjoyed it, hit the like button, subscribe, bell notification icon, all of that jazz. Links to Gaijin stuff, which there's nothing there in Gaijin stuff right now. <laughs> but the links will still be in the description though thank you (laughs) but uh yeah thank you all very much we'll see you guys in the next one stay strong stay safe and try final fantasy 14 if you ever need a break (laughs) indoctrination